2: Hello, everyone. I'm John Parker. And this is BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we are still examining the follow-up, still checking in to see if men are still trash. Are men still trash? Is is this a thing, bro? Like, I don't understand. Um, But we are here to kind of figure out whether or not the people that become trash start off trash, whether they learn trash behavior, whether they've come to accept the fact that trash is, is what they are, or is it something else going on, BJ? Is that is that a fair introduction to what we're talking about?
3: Yeah, it's a great introduction. Uh, We're back for round two. Uh, We may have another surprise round.
2: Yeah, coming yeah. in from this yeah. hot topic <laughs>
3: of you know answering the question, the cultural questions. You know, I think sometimes people think we answer, we ask the question. Yeah, we're only asking the question to the cultural sentiment. Are men really trash? So yeah. no, yeah, absolutely. Can't wait to start this episode.
2: Yeah, man. So. By way of illustration, since apparently, you know, it's fun to laugh at my pain. Um, <laughs> this one is not really my pain. So it's kind of like, all right, it doesn't hurt as much. It's just a general observation of of the direction people can go in when they get bad information. So back in my cult days, I went to a... Hold on, what
3: did you say? Cult? Cult?
2: Like cult, C-O-A-T? No, no not a red coat, not a blue coat. Cult. cult, C-U-L-T, just in case you've never heard of any <laughs> of these podcasts. Why, this is still funny that I was in a cult. You know, I'm glad you all are amused. easily amused. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, one day uh, we were traversing, me and a friend of mine were traversing down East 14th, known as International Boulevard, now in Oakland, California, uh, E-1-4, uh, just depending on what block you're on. And basically we walked into a church. It was a revival of sorts was happening. And there was, you know, just any regular, you know, situation, right? You you hear guys speak. He gets up and he says, and as a matter of fact, the guy that was speaking was an ex-basketball player for the Spurs. It wasn't Terry Cummings, but I can't remember the dude's name. Um, So I guess, I don't know if he became a preacher afterwards, but anyway, after his NBA career one of the things he said in, in, as he was giving his, is uh his i guess speech or, or preaching or whatever he was like man you just can't take the word of anybody that comes before you and that stands in the pulpit you just can't assume because they're up here what they're saying is right you need to go back and read the word for yourself you need to do all this and do all that and i was like oh, okay that's cool that's some good general information like people need to be mindful of the information they take in for the pulpit right would you agree that's a that's a very good mm. general principle right it is. It's not practice, okay. but it's a good general principle. Okay. Go right? Right. So then, as soon as he finishes, the guy that's, I guess, from the church, he comes up. He says, oh, at this time, we won't be taking up an offering, and we're going to move on right to the next person. So I thought, oh, I didn't really think much of it, but I was like, all right, okay, okay, cool. I guess then I'll take All right. So then uh, uh, this, this lady comes up. I can't remember her name. I wish I could, um, but she gives a sermon, and she goes through an Old Testament book. I it was one of the prophets, and basically— to sum it up, there was the children of Israel were getting sick because of some water that was coming down from the mountain, right? Like anything, mm. like if, if you have unclean water at the top of the mountain as it comes down, anybody that's you know downstream is going to get sick too or whatever, right? But this lady, she insinuated, well, directly said, she didn't insinuate, she directly said that now our parallel to this scripture is that women are getting sick because of evil semen that they're taking on from men.
3: Whoa, 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 oh, yeah. whoa, whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. On. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. This, listen, this third story just took a turn. I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> oh, let's go back. You got to stay ready, she bro. Went. No, yes. I wasn't yes. ready.
0: Yes.
2: So she went to the She talked about the mountain. The mountain that has water streaming down, right? The stream. the okay, water are, uh, got checked. Yep, water checked. Right. Check. right, right. Okay. So because of the ingredients, the dirt, the filth that was in the water, the people that were drinking the water were getting sick, right? You follow me? We're, say said again, we're getting okay. what? So the wa- if a water is flowing from a mountain, right? Water, like ice that uh-huh. melts or whatever uh-huh. the case may mm-hmm. be, right? Mm-hmm. When the people that are downstream drink the water, if that water is polluted from top, it get, it's definitely going to be polluted at the bottom, right? So, yep. the pe- so the people that drink the water are going to get sick from the polluted water. Okay. Right? How she twists it, how she, you know what I'm saying, decides that this applies to what she's speaking on, She's trying to teach the women a lesson about who they made up with, who they lay up with, who they have babies by yeah. who they who they marry. She says women nowadays are sick or having problems in their life. things aren't going the way that they're going because of this evil semen that's in men that they wow. are allowing to you know come into their body via the process of wow. sexual relations, right so bad water, bad semen, people get sick, women get sick right right you fa- do you not, I'm not oh. saying that it has to make sense, but I'm saying, do you follow me? Do you hear what I'm saying? Uh, I, I do. I do. Okay. Follow, I'm okay. following you. I'm trying. I'm just trying to figure out which problem, one is. That's the problem. You're trying. Yeah. To, you're trying to figure things. You need to just listen. Okay. Got so, it. Go ahead. So, okay. So <laughs> then, that's not the end. That's not the end. That's not the end of it. So then she goes on to talk. About, you know, men are this, men are that, men are trash, right? This is way back in probably 2004. <laughs> So men been trash. This ain't a 2019 hashtag. Men been trash. They have evil semen that are making women sick for a long time. So so then she says, but at the end of her sermon, she says, but if you got half a man, keep him because half a man is better than no man. If you got half a man, keep him because half a man is better than no man. Mm. So. To allow you to contemplate and think through the depth of what is has what just transpired, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot, right? So you, it's, it's a lot. You, okay. So I don't. I don't know if you want me to keep going. Would you like to jump in? Oh no, just go ahead and make go to the punchline. Okay. Or, and what's the punchline
3: of this open illustration? Go ahead.
2: So going back real quick, I come to realize the reason why. They didn't collect the offer for that man. It's because of what he said about, hey, you shouldn't listen to everybody that come to the pulpit. She and yeah. I think he kind of hated on their money situation because the person that killed him next was on some shenanigans. So he might have wow. been, you know, trying to let the people know, hey, don't do this. Don't listen to her. She she might be crazy. I've heard it before. But anyway, they didn't take an offer for him. So after she speaks, bottom line is what she's communicating is that well, she's communicating a lot of things and she's communicating a lot of problematic things. One, she's misconstruing scripture to make a point about men being dogs, men being trash, men having evil semen, stop laying up with these dudes, right? Yeah. Um, the, the other part is she contradicts herself by laying out all these reasons why men are trash, but then also says, hey, woman, it's better that you have a man than no man. And even if he is trash or half good or half bad, depending on which side of your, your cup is half you know empty or, or half uh, full, um, it's better to have that man than not to have a man at all, which is, Confusing to say the least, because you just spend all this time saying how bad men are and how evil their semen is, and how we're getting sick, and the culture is going downhill.
3: Right. Yeah, this this conversation is going downhill with the uh, evil semen. So,
2: hey.
3: if you're listening to the podcast, this is G rated. So, you know, uh-huh. kids, make sure you cover your ears. Too late here. Too late, yeah. bro. It is. Too, it is too late. Okay. So, Parents, make sure y'all explain to your children listening yeah, that yes. evil, what evil semen is. Yeah, I, I think even just as you as you speak about that, and what, what we're talking about today is what are the influences that create this trash culture, as we would call it, right? And I would say, you know, in a lot of ways, it's not necessarily just the personal decision making that happens on our end. Sometimes it's the things that we hear, right? It's uh, in certain communities, it's called barbershop talk. Mm-hmm. Right. You ever been to the barbershop and, you know, the individual, especially a black barbershop, uh, are just having stories for days about what they used to do and what's true and what's right and what you should do and how you should approach these things. And we call it barbershop talk because, you know, literally the, the conversation can go anywhere. People can say anything. uh, They could sell you a, a new pipe dream about life. Right. hmm. And so I think and a lot of times when we talk about trash culture, you know, we don't even realize that much of trash culture comes from what we've seen, what we've heard, and what we believed, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, my, my wife used to ask me, what was my favorite movie growing up? And, I, and it took me a while to think about it. I was like, yo, what was my favorite movie growing up? And bro, my favorite movie growing up, this is no lie, and this is going to date me a little bit, it was How to Be a Player with Bill Bellamy. <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm, uh-huh. I'm, I'm, Listen, no surprises. Shock I didn't alert. With, uh,
3: huh? This, shock this is shock alert. Shock alert. Ooh. Like listening, huh? If, if you don't know what it is, go check it out. You know, it's it's a movie about a a bachelor. We'll we'll call him a bachelor.
2: That that that's a and, nice name. That's a nice name. Huh? That's a nice See,
3: name. I, I gotta treat him. I gotta treat him well, Bill. If you're listening, make sure you hit me up at BJ116, and uh, we'll talk. And we'll connect, right? But it's a movie about a bachelor who you know is. Entertaining several relationships, and you know he finds himself in a very difficult situation with uh, multiple women that he's dating, and he has to get out. He has to figure out how to maneuver these several relationships without getting caught. And you know, because I was I'm the oldest of three, the way I looked at my life, always had to figure it out on my own, and so. Bill Bellamy to me was a great example of the type of man I wanted to be when I when I grew up. Right, I was like, man, I'd love to be able to maneuver out of a situation like that. And so, for me, a lot of my trashiness, if that's what we're calling it, mm-hmm. um, from a relational perspective, was really contingent on the idea that, man, no matter what happened, no matter how bad it got, I wanted freedom, and I wanted the opportunity. I wanted the ability, the gift, uh, I guess, to be able to maneuver through difficulty on my feet so that I could juggle multiple relationships. And so, you know, when I think about it, you know, even my trashiness um, as a teen and, you know, I've been married. If you, if you don't listen often uh, to my wife, my beautiful wife, Vangia, for 17 years, um, pre-marriage, I, I, th- I think about trashiness. I was trash. Um, I call myself 0 and 50. Uh, have you ever said that before, JP? Yeah. That I was 0 and 50. Yeah. Uh, meaning that I just had a bunch of relationships everywhere, just kind of couldn't decide. Strike out, strike out. Yeah. Strike, 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 strike out. Uh, what in the words uh what is shot, shot, shot? Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I had so many different situations, right? But I viewed myself from the lenses of that. JP, talk to us about some individuals, maybe some situations that kind of gave you cue to be a uh trash individual. You know, we talk about personal, but maybe it's the things
2: you go, man, this gave me permission to yeah. be trash. I mean, I think so if, if in relation to um the the illustration I opened up with, I think it's the confusion around what is acceptable and what isn't, right? Hmm. So, she says, hey, it's okay to keep what you got, although what you got ain't nothing. Um, Hmm. Or, you know, right? Uh, Because the alternative is being alone, right? So, in my family origin, I am not sure where the message, how the message, well, I'm not sure. I don't know if I want to say how or when or where the message got conveyed, but I never wanted to be married. There was nothing about marriage that was appealing to me. Okay. Okay. my let's go were, let's, let's
3: go
0: there right, right,
2: why not so, go ahead right because I was half the, I was the half the man I was I was the, I had to eat Wait, never mind so basically uh, <laughs> my parents uh, were high school sweethearts you know whatever that means uh, they get married when I was about six years old uh, I think their divorce was finalized maybe by the time I was 13 14 years old mm. um, never saw my dad that put hands on my mom. I, I can only remember them arguing one time. They may have argued more, but I only remember hearing them argue one time. Never saw my slash his tires, like no drama. Like there was no drama whatsoever that I can recall, um, unless I go into some hypnosis or something. But I just didn't find value. I didn't see value in the home I grew up in, in being in a marital relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, I know that up until the time I got married, you know, my wife now, but up until her, that relationship, which was 30 years into the game, anybody that I was with or engaging with or approaching, even as a believer, I was wasting their time and mine. Wow. Uh, right? Oh, now, oh, I-
3: so wait, so you're going to admit this. So all yeah. JP's exes, make sure y'all call in. You was right. <laughs> uh, he was wasting time, girl. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> and some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. You know what I'm saying? But for the most part... The and it, I'm, I'm trust me, I'm getting to a point. Um, so you get the mixed messages growing up. We've already talked about the Snoop and all the different rap and all the stuff that I consumed. I got the message in the home of hey, this may not be worth it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I, again, there could be some baggage of me just feeling like oh, my dad this, my mom, you know, so there there may be some pain and some hurt, but there was never a clear moment where I realized like oh shoot, because of this between my parents, I'll never get married. Right? It just was the thing. Hmm. Um, so not seeing the positivity in my own family getting messages that were negative from, you know, pop culture, movie, music, television, and then being in relationships with women that were a reminder of like, oh, no, I definitely don't want to do this forever. Like, I'm cool. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I didn't get information of, oh, relationships are difficult. Marriage is hard. Like, nobody ever told me that. So when it got hard and when it got tough, I was gone. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to fight through it. I don't want to continue to argue about this nonsense. Like, I'm gone. And so... I think if somebody would have had time with me, sat me down and said, hey, these are what relationships look like and you have to go through some bumps in the road. It will be later greater. Um, it would be greater later. Excuse me. Then I might have had a different perspective. But as far as I'm concerned, it was a no go. And I think the, the a bigger piece of, you know, accepting the whole trash piece or, or understanding, you know, the, the role I played in it. It was. It reminds me of the character Lawrence on Insecure. I don't Insecure, know if yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Right. I don't watch so, it, but I, I know a little bit about it.
2: All right, so there's a there's a period in time where he uh, gets a girlfriend, and he just he's kind of dodgy with her. She expects him to show up to like this family reunion. He shows up late, and they get into this argument. And she says, "You know what? The problem with you is you're an f boy, but you think you're a nice guy." <laughs> That's how you feel about that. <laughs> explain
3: that. Hey, JP. Right. JP, explain that. Explain that concept, man. Listen... We got some white people listening right now, bro. Okay. They have no idea what you're talking about. Please explain that to our non-black audience, non-insecure watcher audience. Please, but, well, you got to person, explain this concept. Go ahead. The
2: bigger piece is I'm talking about myself, and here you go again, laughing. I was, I, I know, was what I'm
3: saying this is funny. Go ahead. Right, explain. I'm man. saying, explain that line. I what that line I will. means.
2: I will I'm laughing at you. I'm <laughs> laughing with you. Since when, since when whatever, bro. So this uh this F boy phenomenon, F stands for a curse word that starts with F. It's four letters, words, the ends of the K. There's a U and the C in the middle, right? Um so a F boy is someone who is um, a, tr- um, a trash man who's out breaking hearts, who's out trash being reckless. He's a trash man, right? <laughs> he's, he's out there being reckless with hearts. He's not. Uh, he's engaging probably just to get what he wants. He might be getting money. Mm. He might be getting sex. Um, he may pretend like he wants to be in a committed situation, but when it, when it, when it, when the heat gets hot, he's out of there. Uh, he may say all the right things to you know to get you in a position to either, like I said, take some money from you or to uh, take your goodies from you. Um, he's 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 not somebody. That you want to associate with, especially into a a boyfriend, girlfriend, married or relationship. You don't want to marry F-boy. You don't want to date an F-boy. Is that, okay. Is that, is that good? Okay. Okay. Is that a good But But huh? yeah, But and I'm saying, so you said she told Lawrence. What? Yes. So Lawrence, she says, you know what? You are? You're an F-boy who thinks he's a nice guy. Ooh. So, so <laughs> the, the depth of that is that he, on the surface, is a nice dude you know, respectable, well-mannered, da-da-da-da-da, but he was still in the streets when he could. If, if, uh, if the opportunity presented himself to knock something down, well, hey, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, you know, see what this is about. Excuse me again, knock something down is have sex. If there's an opportunity for me to have sex with someone that I'm not in a relationship with. I will go ahead and, you know, pursue that per- situation. Not saying that he was in a relationship and he was cheating more so that, hey, I'm just, I'm going to do me. And again, with the young lady, she was really in love with him. He was saying all the right things, doing all the right things. But she had this one important thing where she wanted to show him to her family. And Mm. the the decent thing would have been just to show up on time. You know what I'm saying? Just show up on time. And so I think with him coming up late and then having a lame excuse as to why he was late, she just came to the realization like, yo, I've I've been trying to ignore the fact that you are an F boy, but I can no Mm. longer... Ignore the fact that you're an F-boy. And the problem with you is that you don't even recognize you're an F-boy because you think you're a good guy. Wow. You think you're a good guy. You think you're okay. And so for me, in relating it to myself, it's like there's been plenty of times where I was that dude. There was times where I was trying to be an F-boy on purpose, but there was times where I really was like, you know what? You know, I think I care about her. I think, I think, I think knowing somewhere deep down inside, all that thinking meant meant nothing because I wasn't going to commit long-term I wasn't wow. going to marry the woman. None of that stuff was on, was on par. And so I didn't really understand the depth of my transgressions until I saw that scene, man. And I was like, oh, shoot. I was really out here living that wow. life. Yeah, yeah,
3: but in the same way that someone can be in a place or establishment where they're frying foods um, and then you leave out and you go around people who have not been in that establishment, those individuals can quickly pick up on the fact that you... Smell like a fried food.
2: Yeah. Right? Oh, so you don't
3: have to tell anybody that you went to a fried food. They can smell it all over you because they have not been there. Mm -hmm. And you're the only person who can't smell it. Why? Because you've been so submerged in it that it really is invisible to you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The same thing happens with us with dysfunctional relational culture that if you spend enough time in unhealthy relational culture, it begins to become an aroma on you that you can't even smell until you get around people who potentially have a different experience or a healthy experience.
0: Yeah. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership. At BOW, we believe that every woman is a leader, Current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at BeyondOrdinaryWomen.org. Dippy, what do you see in clients? Man, even as you talk
3: about this invisible smell of relationships and how do you help them see when they, maybe they have been in, in an invisible culture of toxic relationships and don't even know it?
2: Yeah. I mean, one thing I have to do that I don't enjoy doing, but it's part of the process is I point out the role that the individual has played where they are, whether it's the male or the female. And so mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm talking with a young lady and she's like, you know, men ain't ish, they're, they're trashed, or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, How have you allowed these men to be trash in your life? Uh, You know, and so I may not say it as bluntly as like that. It just depends on the rapport I have with the person. But that's the bottom line. Like, oh,
3: do you bring up the poisonous
2: uh, semen? The uh, I try not to. I try to leave that one out. I leave that one out. Let's unless unless we just been you know we got real rapport. (laughs) You know, I just try not to. Even mention just semen and body parts from from me when when I'm in counseling with the young lady if she brings okay, it up, good. all right, cool. But I, good for you. I just I just want to keep my license. That's that's all. I just have one simple goal: is to keep my license.
3: Go ahead, go ahead um, uh, man. Go ahead.
2: Uh, yes, because I too used to be a part of evil semen <laughs> <laughs> sharing. I you know if we're being honest. Oh my uh, gosh! Go no, ahead, bro. I leave that out. so. uh so, yeah, so basically it's just an idea, of, and I kind of mentioned on, on part one, it's like, you know, um, for every trash man you meet or partake or become a part of or be one with, what are you doing to allow them to be trash? And so hmm. I think that you have to take on some personal responsibility of how you learn to accept trash, right? How you have learned to allow someone to treat you a certain way or to uh, speak to you a certain way or whatever. And so, you've, you know, you find oftentimes that, like you're saying, it's learned behavior, uh, almost in in conjunction with your with your fried food situation. Somebody once told me, man, um, you, you sit in the toilet so long, you don't even smell that the boo-boo stinks no more. Whoa. Right? right. <laughs> Go ahead. Not right? Go ahead with this graphic thing. Go ahead, bro. I'm just saying, bro. You sit on that toilet long enough, you you won't notice how bad the poop smells anymore, right? right. And so when you absorb toxic culture, like from movies and television and and books and culture and all these different things. And you start to, in your mind, somehow accept that, oh, yeah, this is the reality of things. But then when you get trashed, you're like, oh, man, men are trash. Well, Mm. there was probably signs. There was probably hints. There was probably direct mentions of someone being trash. But because you've somehow subconsciously absorbed this trash idea and accepted that it. it's better to have half a man than no man. You've allowed trash people f- to be in your life. And it works both ways. Hey, sir, um, you are, or you have been, or you acting as if, or you have traits of a trash man because you too have had people that have allowed you to be trash and, or you've taken on majority culture that allows you to be trash uh, without challenging that, without being different, without wanting to be different. Um, And so there's pain and hurt on both sides. It's pain and hurt given from both sides. Um, It's pain and hurt taken from both sides. Um, But it really just boils down to, as a man, are you willing to not be trash? And as a woman, are you willing to not allow a trash man to be in your vicinity Um, for the sake of not being alone, for the sake of having half a man, for the sake of um, just, you know, having a shoulder to cry on, Uh, whether or not you're the only one crying on that shoulder, you know, is to be seen. Um, but it's, it's, it's really just instilling that self-worth, that confidence, um, that value, um, in knowing that, you know, uh, what they say, bite you once, bad dog, bite you twice, bad you. Um, yeah. No,
3: I never heard it before. That's, that's a new one.
2: I probably, you, make, just, you know, I, I didn't make it up, but I'm sure I butchered it, whatever it was. Yeah, you butchered uh, it. No,
3: you butchered yeah. it. You butchered uh-huh. it. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. So, so yeah, I, I love the fact that you're saying two things and I hope no one misses it. One you need to be sober about your past and what you've seen. Right. I think we're not sober and objective about what we've seen. You know, when I look back at Bill Bellamy, Bill was an F boy. Yeah, he was. Bill was never going to sustain a long lasting relationship. And I needed to admit that. Right. Like, he was my hero in that movie. Now I'm not saying Bill is like that in real life, but I mean in the depiction of who of his life in that movie, that's what I wanted to be. And when I'm sober about that, I go, man, Bill will never sustain a marriage. Bill will never be in a situation that is lasting. Bill is not going to long suffer because Bill is about what he wants in his moment, right? So I think us being sober about a past. What we've seen, what we've absorbed, and the implications of what would happen when we play those things out. Two, I think it's also, and I hear you saying this, be sober about the decisions that we've made. We talked, you know, before I gave my shame story of making that young woman get out the car. um, And and I told it in shame, shame, you know, and he was like, dang, why? Well, I'm not telling my stories like that. I was like, well, you know, I just know people are going to email me, inbox me, all this stuff. So I, let me just say this on the front end. that I felt shame about what I did, right? But okay. it's it's being able to have objective views about your own trash behavior, yeah, right? And so this is the other yeah. piece of it is that I have to then admit fault about my decision making. Maybe I ghosted somebody. Maybe I have... You know, I I rushed it. So, ladies don't even want to admit this. But sometimes, ladies rush stuff. Mm -hmm. Can I say that on the podcast? That you can. In an urgency to want to be in a meaningful relationship, instead of allowing, you know, the relationship to patiently unfold, they rush it, Mm -hmm. and now the individual gets ran off, and then you begin to associate them leaving for men ain't nothing but trash, and really, you are burdensome you are you're adding pressure earlier than what you should because you feel impatient and you live with trauma and now the relational cycle of trauma continues right so i think it's even observing our own things in our lives that have led us to this point right the other thing that you said to me even for clients is powerful is whether you know it or not the relationship of your parents has shaped you so were they divorced You know, did you grow up in a single parent home? Did you grow up not knowing one of your parents? Did you grow up foster adoption? Like all of that means something because that's your normal, right? And it doesn't mean that you have to live in some sense of shame or dysfunction. It just means that we need to be very objective about what that thing did to us and how we think about relationships how we expect from relationships and then that which we pursue and experience in relationships so that when we enter a relationship we can redirect ourselves and not put relationship put pressure on the relationship to create the change right yeah. and so i think your family of origin your relationship of origin has to come under scrutiny you know did you see two parents who were married that did not love each other who didn't like each other right and then, what's been the impact that that's had on you? What are some some closing, just practical things you would say? Because I know I'm sure someone's listening, and they say, "Man, this is a lot." In the words of Twenty One Savage, "This is a lot." A lot. What would you lot. say?
2: Yeah, I think the my just my parting bad cop is the introspection. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you were thinking that. Bad All right. cop
3: is coming. Go ahead. All
2: right. No, just the, the the necessary introspection from both ends. Right. If you're a man. And you're listening to this, and you actually do care about the type of person you portray yourself as. um you have to ask yourself, what about me is trash, and why does mm. this continue to be a thing, or why is this a thing right Why am I f boy that thinks I'm nice um when my track record, although I think I'm nice, my track record shows that of an f boy um mm. of being a trash man and then as a as a woman, I would say you have to be introspective and say, "What about me continues to attract these trash men or what about me allows these trash men to be in my life, and why is that a thing? And I think with does that make, does that make sense? It does. Okay, it does. And I and I think without those elements being in place, um, it's going to be very hard one way or the other to stop being trash, to recognize where it's because you don't have to be a complete one hundred percent like a hoe right? Dude, right? You can just have trash ways. Like I I had trash ways. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There were some things that I learned through family origin, through TV, music, television, pop culture, friends, whatever, that weren't good. And I needed to do something about that. Um, And just like I've had female friends who had these dudes around them or keep finding themselves in a situation or like to go on the hashtag men are trash after they've been hurt again. But I'm like, why is it that you keep getting hurt? Hmm. Um, what are you doing? How are you participating? And so this is not a blame game for, for women who have been a part of trash relationships or have been trashed by men, but it's more so just a a, a cry for help for me, a warning, uh, you know, whatever wake up call has to say like, Hey, like it doesn't have to keep happening. Like you don't have to be involved with these trash dudes. You don't have to accept half a man. You know what I'm saying? Good. You don't have to, you don't have to. Good. Good.
3: Yeah. So if you're listening, you saying, man, this is a lot. Um, in the words of 21 savage the urban poet Mm -hmm. we would say this visit buildabetterus.com and have somebody sort out these issues with you 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 know we want to always you know create conversation and dialogue around real issues but we realize it takes more than just being able to communicate with yourself and reading books um, but it takes a person to be able to weigh into your personal situation to help you move forward And as always, our job is to help you become a better you.
2: So that we can become a better us.
3: All right. Thanks for listening. Make sure you rate and review and share your favorite episode on social media.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Build A Better Us and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build A Better Us podcast.